0: Yeah, sure. Hey guys, Rough Rider Talk Radio here, Sunday morning, and we got Glenn Gardone from Red Chocolate as a special guest. We got Vinny out in Edmond, Oklahoma, and we're live. How you doing, guys?
1: Good morning. Excellent, Rick. Excellent. Okay. Good
0: morning. Good, good. So, Glenn, Red Chocolate. I'm going to talk a quick second about that, because Glenn when we booked him on the show, he went ahead and overnighted me some chocolate. I, I got it. it. I received it. It's awesome. It's yeah. sugar free. It's sugar free, did dude. You? Yeah, you sugar know? free. Hell yeah, I ate them. What do you, I'm a chocoholic? <laughs> Are you kidding me? You know, I, we did a we did a taste comparison because you know we got Halloween candy. So you know we had the uh, Kit Kat out there, the Almond Joy, the Butterfinger, the uh, a couple different kinds of M&Ms and, you know, the red chocolate, right? I'm a dark chocolate guy. So I got two forms of dark chocolate from red chocolate, a regular red chocolate and then a super dark, dark chocolate. That's the one I'm on right now, man. And that, that is good. You, you, you can't, obviously you can tell the candies, right? You, you can tell when you taste them, but you can't tell any of them are sugar-free, right? And that's what I love most about red. There's not that aftertaste that, that, I guess, artificial sweeteners that people still put in when they say sugar-free. That doesn't happen with red chocolate. So we're going to get with Glenn because he's the one that knows why that is. And he's going to start talking about red chocolate right now and then where to get it. And, of course, we'll put up links and everything of where to go. Uh, it it's at it's at uh, hundreds of stores. <laughs> from from yeah. viewing the website, it, it goes through and just flashes every store across everywhere where it's at. So well, well, before he uh, okay, before babe. he
2: starts talking about chocolate, I want to hear the brief. Um, what gave him the idea? What made him pursue his idea? How he did it?
0: Oh, and I'm in, sure in he's ready he's, for that. Well, well really he I'll tell
1: you. That. Well, Vinny, I'll tell you, it's a really boring story, so I'm not going to talk about it. No, I'm kidding with you. <laughs> Actually, it's pretty it's interesting. And, uh, and Rick, I'm glad you got the package. You know, being Italian, you never show up to a person's house empty-handed.
2: Oh, I so, love it. Hence uh, why you
1: got the package.
2: Yeah, yeah, He's exactly right there. You know, I, 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 could, I
1: I couldn't I, could bring pastries, so I brought something that was even better, something you could enjoy with the wife, and especially... Uh, in this day and age, always looking for something a little healthier, a little smart. We don't like calling it a healthy chocolate. Everybody in the industry calls it a healthy chocolate. Guys, there's no such thing as a healthy chocolate. Chocolate's chocolate. Yep. We call it a, we call it smart indulgence. Because everybody wants to indulge, everybody wants to enjoy. You know, Vinny, as we were talking earlier, you know, you think about the fact that uh, you know let everybody know out there that today's your wife's birthday god bless and good luck needless to say we all wish her happy birthday thank you but uh you know when you're going to indulge you want to enjoy yourself you know and that's what's important and so you know that's really where it started and, and Vinny, like i said you got yours coming too seems like um the overnight express train didn't feel like going to your house for some reason. <laughs> so I'll find out for you where the heck <laughs> yours is, but it's on its way. I promise. Cause I want well, you and your wife to enjoy it. Well, where I, I know it's your wife's <laughs> where I live. It's probably coming by horse and buggy. We'll get something out to your wife special since I know it's her uh, birthday now. You, that's man. only for her. You don't touch it. That's, for oh, her. Oh,
2: that's very cool, man. We appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. You know,
1: and I guys, I appreciate your time. I appreciate the chance to talk about red, but really I want to talk about it a little more because I, I love your podcast guys. I, I love the conversations that I've heard you guys talk through like and, it. uh, everything from case of to many, many others. that uh, <laughs> yeah, I've heard.
3: And <laughs> I enjoy
1: it. You seem, and I, I enjoy you guys. So uh, hopefully I can, uh, you know, give uh, give all your your fans out there uh, the opportunity to sit back uh, when they get the time and enjoy the podcast. And hopefully, I can give them a little bit of uh, information that'll help them in their journey. There you go. Ultimately, that's all I try and
2: do. So yeah, you asked me, we can know. have you on the show as many times as you want to be on the show. Hey, man, <laughs> Jerry, anytime <laughs> you want. Brother. You can say, "Hey man, I want I want to play." Come
1: on. No, I appreciate. Tell that, us man. some I of your stories. Well, you know, so me personally. So I've been in the food business 30 years. So I've been in a long time. I actually started uh, back with Coca Cola long, long time ago. So like the first 15 years of my career, were actually in what people call corporate America,
0: Coca Cola. uh, So that's when they put coke in the coke, right? (laughs)
1: that's exactly right that's exactly and i was one of the most popular guys you know what the toughest thing trying to do is is trying to actually take the coke out of the can and cut it in line because it just made a mess the that's a whole different story but uh so you know we uh you know I, I grew up you know blue collar i guess is the best way to say it i grew up in an italian family and uh, honestly guys we didn't know how to spell the word entrepreneur never mind the fact that i was hoping to be one in the future and I wasn't sitting there at 13 years old saying, I hope I get the opportunity to be Willy Wonka in my career. But here I am today. And it was it's been a it's been a great journey. I've had some uh, amazing people that I've gotten the chance to work with. I've had some really good mentors. Uh, I've had some really asshole bosses. We've all been there. You know, we've all lived lived that life. And uh, about 15 years ago, I got the chance to be the number three employee. It's interesting. So. I was with a, a very large, one of the top five CBG companies at the time. I had responsibility for over a billion dollars, uh, had about 175 people within the system that reported up to me in some way and, um, you know, very successful, you know, company successful. I was successful enjoying the ride, as they say, yeah. and it honestly was through just a whole bunch of hard work and, you know, I was never the smartest guy at the table. I just wasn't, that wasn't me. I was always gonna be one of the hardest working. I was always gonna be one of the one of the ones that figured out, all right, how do we get this done? I didn't like the word no. Yes, but it's fine. But no, I just never became part of my vernacular because there's always a way, always an opportunity. You just have to give it the right amount of time to percolate and put the right people in place to figure it out you put that little core team together like the two of you you sit you talk you get through things you know you of you may have an issue and the other one can come up with an idea that perhaps you had thought a little bit about hadn't thought about at all but now you start to percolate that idea and you come to some sort of conclusion that works out great for you and really what you guys do on a day-to-day basis that's what i try to do at red chocolate it's just continue, you know. There's uh, there's a lot of stuff happening out there which we could talk to, and uh, you know we try to uh, get through it as best we can so that we can deliver on our promises to every Red fan out there. You know we sell millions of bars every month, but sure, we'll talk about good. that later.
0: Seriously, sure, sure. yeah, for you. Man. Yeah, we're in about. You didn't do no research. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't do no research. Last- you didn't do I no research. Last- I told C9. you the guys. Told you the guys coming on this show read up on it. He's sending you chocolate. And you didn't okay. do nothing, huh? yeah? Well, I think you sold see, over, over, night, millions, I over millions, over uh, millions of bars a month. I
2: was out Thursday. I was out Friday. I was out uh, last night. I was out.
0: What's your nickname? Whose? yours?
2: I'm Blue Collar Vinny.
0: Okay. So you should grind, right? You're not the smartest guy at the <laughs> table, so you should grind.
2: And and why why they why I'm called Blue Collar Vinny? I, uh, I spent uh, 42 years in the automobile business, and uh, it was a, a very, very good business for me to be in. I mean, um, when I was 18 years old, I saw all, saw all these guys with the big money. I wanted to be one of them. So I learned. I mean, I learned every position in a car dealership. But my niche, come to find out, my, the last nine years of the car business was car sales. You know, I was a finance director, parts and service director, but they had this idea of saying, "Hey, Vinny, car sales." Who would have thought um, that
0: you're a used real- car salesman?
2: I knew it. I did real-
0: I knew I it early on.
2: Real- <laughs> <laughs> I did real good with the car sales. Yeah, you knew it early on because I kept you in <laughs> I kept you in cars for a good, good many, many, many years. A- absolutely. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> So, I got sick, had to stop working, um, came to Oklahoma with my wife last November to visit the kids, met this guy that owns a scrap metal company, and here I am today. I buy scrap metal, and we demo, um, right now we're doing a big demo on uh, SORB Technologies. It's a uh, kidney dialysis company, one of five in the... uh, in the area, they make uh, dialysis machines and all the fluid for it. Nice. So uh, they were shutting down that particular uh, facility. So we went in, demoed the Terror. How did we turn the had... show
0: into the Vinny show?
2: Oh, I don't know. We'll right I'm not <laughs> oh, I, I, I love wanted, the you know, story. I was called Blue Collar. So I was going to the Blue Collar party. <laughs> yeah. So I went from wearing nice dress clothes to wearing jeans and work boots every day and, and
1: shave once a week. So Vinny,
2: what's it like to run red chocolate? What's it like to run red chocolate? Man, it's an awesome gig. So millions of bars every month.
0: What's your top-selling bar, Vinny? Is it the red blonde cook? Co- Is it the blonde caramelized? Is it the super dark?
1: Is it it the milk chocolate. chocolate? <laughs> Now, you know, Vinny, it's interesting, because you're right, because you never know where your journey's going to take you. You know, exactly if I had asked right. you 10, 12 years ago, you wouldn't be sitting here saying, you know what, I'm going to be in Oklahoma, and this is what I'm going to be doing. I wouldn't and ask, you know
2: what? I was just going to say it last year when I came here for vacation.
1: It just... You know, it happens, you know, it's your journey, brother, and there's life. nothing wrong with that, you know, it's your everybody has a life journey, man, and you could push and kick and do everything you can, but ultimately... You know, you you can control some of your journey. I tell people all the time, you can control some of your journey. You can control the outcome as long as you look far enough out there. And we all know when we're doing something we're not supposed to be doing. So we shouldn't be surprised at the outcome. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you think about it. So as long as you're doing what you should be doing to be able to You know, and again, not to get all holier than thou or anything like that, but to be able to grow as a person, (laughs) you always try to do the right thing. I mean, the moral thing, as we call it. And, you know, I know morals are definitely uh, in question today from a lot of people, but we all have our own moral compass. We all understand what we need to do to accomplish, to be able to, and and I tell my team this often, you know, success. If I put a hundred people in line and I ask them what the definition of success is, I'll probably have ninety six different definitions. Yes, you will. A lot of people, you know, some people will have the same, but you know what? Your definition of success may be completely different than mine. Yours isn't wrong. Mine isn't wrong. It's just how we've considered uh, what's important to us to be able to move through our life, to move through this journey, to collect the stories. I guess is the best way to say it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Do with you that. have a family?
1: I do, I awesome. do. I've actually been, I've been married to uh, an, an amazing woman who uh, has been my partner, my friend for, uh, actually twenty five years. Uh, this, uh, this, uh, let's see, three weeks ago. Awesome, so, all
3: right,
1: yeah, no, great, great lady. She's, uh, you know, we had two beautiful boys. Cool. Uh, one of my one of my boys actually is uh, wants to be an astronaut, awesome. so he's well on his way, oh, and that's uh, great. graduated with his master's. And then my other son actually uh, is in artificial intelligence and knocking out his PhD. And uh, he's uh, actually just got through a project with the U.S. government. Uh, so I got one building the Terminator, and they got the other one trying to get us to Mars. So we'll see who wins first.
2: Uh-huh. She got some pretty go. smart kids. Good for you. Yeah. yeah, you know, I
1: I haven't been able to understand them since they were twelve years old. <laughs> you know, you gotta, I,
2: my I'm, you got to be a
0: proud daddy right now. That's a good one. I am, brother.
1: I am. You yeah. know what? They're they're good boys. They really are. You know, they're 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 smart young gentlemen. Uh, they say please. They say thank you. They'll open the door for you. You know, and it's uh, because of her mom. Because you know what? I'm just a knucklehead <laughs> trying to make a living. But no, it's. <laughs> it's been uh you know it's it's been i've been i've been fortunate and i've been blessed both professionally and personally i don't know what i did but uh i think it was because my mom was such a sweet lady i got some of her stuff your yeah.
2: parents right you properly and you turned that on to your children man that's good
1: that's true it's true you know i uh i had a, i had an amazing mom who uh you know she'd give you the shirt off her back you know she's about four foot ten you know virginia slim smoking Amadén <laughs> wine drinking you know god rest her soul she's passed but uh up until uh months before she passed her and her girlfriends would still go to the casino to spend a couple of dollars you yeah. know it was just her thing that's so, nice just a sweet 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 lady we um <laughs> i uh lived out in california early on in my career we're talking again almost 30 years ago and uh, we they had opened one of the first uh, casinos on uh, Reservation Land. Mm-hmm. And uh, my, my, my mom visited me for 14 days. And we went to the casino 17 times, <laughs> just to give you a feel. You know, and every time, it was 20 minutes, a half an hour, an hour. But we ran to the casino. It could be just before dinner. It could be just after yeah. dinner. But we would run to the casino so she could put a few quarters in the slot. There you That's go. cool. And that was her thing. That's
3: cool. That's good.
1: That's so cool. as i was saying so you know spent a ton of opportunity back in corporate america and uh you know i had a a, a friend who i'd worked with So she had this great idea for a kid's breakfast and um so she had called me and said look i you know i know you know finance you know sales you know marketing you know these different pieces because i had held a bunch of different roles like yourself Vinnie. and uh so uh, I helped her build the business plan. It was her and her number two person who was really the money person. And so I put them in a position where they were ready to launch the brand. So they had all the partnerships, everything they did. And again, it had no effect on, um, you know, what I was running. So there was no issue with that. It wasn't like I was getting paid. I just helped her out. You know, she offered. I was like, no, no, no. I'll help you. You're successful. Use my name sometime in some great acceptance speech. And so... Uh, Gave her what she needed and actually it was uh, outside of uh, she used to be in New York and uh, I was actually driving home from our last visit which was on a Saturday and uh, I get a call from her about a half an hour I'm just going over the bridge going back home to my family and she said hey got great news I said oh good what's that we found the perfect person I said oh really do I know a person who is it that was pretty damn quick she said it's you (laughs) <laughs> I, I laughed. I said, "I said, look, I appreciate." I said, "You can't afford me." There's, you, you know, and she's like, "Oh no, you're right. I can't afford you. I can't afford what you're making." But what if I give you some equity in the company? And I had never really thought about that. That just wasn't in my mindset. And I was like, "You know what? I got to talk to my wife. I got a couple of small kids. You know, a little nervous. You know, sure. do I really bet on myself, so to speak? You know, I knew I was good." But, you know, you always got that little yeah. little bit of fear in your brain. You know? And so I actually called my wife and I said, hey, I said, you I told her the situation. And she said, uh, do you think it's a good idea? I said, oh, I love the product. I think it's a great idea. She said, Glenn, honestly, she said two things. One, do you really think you got this net you think you have in corporate America? Because let's be honest, if somebody decides you're not the right one, they'll push you out tomorrow. She said, and then secondarily, I know you. You'll spend a hundred hours a week on a road, making sure it's successful. Go for it. Do it for yourself. The family's going to be fine. And I went, as long as you're okay, I'm going to rock and roll. And so I called her and she said, let's do it. And so I turned around and we finalized everything. And 18 months later, we were sitting on top of a $70 million company. We were very <laughs> successful. Nice. And, uh, I remember sitting, uh, we were sitting at the table. It was a PE team that came in and bought the company. And the gentleman said, so Glenn, uh, what are you going to do now? And I laughed. I said, honestly, I didn't think I'd be out of a job in 18 months. (laughs) And he said, well, let me give you a little secret in private equity. Your whole role, your whole job is to lose the job as quickly as possible and sell a company. So you better make sure it's a soft landing. And so that's where I started. And from there, we've done it five times with five companies. Uh, And then... uh, you know, the fifth company, which we sold, oh, it's got to be about almost four years now we sold. And honestly, guys, it's it's exhausting. You know, I was on the road, a couple of hundred thousand miles a year on an airplane. You know, you do what you got to do. You wear mo- many hats, as I'm sure a lot of people understand. You know, you don't just, there's no, it's not my job or this is my role. It's just not that way when you go into small companies and startups and so on and so forth. And so I, um, I didn't know what the hell I was gonna do, Vinny. I was like you, man, I was like, you know what, I just, uh, now thank God it wasn't health, I'm sorry to hear about your health for that. But it was, I was at the point, you know, what do I do? Do I rest, do I relax? You know, and I just decided uh, I was just gonna take it a little easier. And again, traveled all over the world, I've been fortunate to meet people, and actually uh, Rick and I were talking about this, you know. I've, I've been on almost every continent, I haven't been on Antar- Antarctica, but I've been on most every continent and I've met people, you know, I've been in areas where honestly they hadn't seen, you know, a white person ever except in the movies Sure, and uh, <laughs> you know, you sit there and, and you talk with them. You know what they're worried about? They're worried about making enough money to feed their family. They're worried that they want to get a week, two weeks vacation so they can go spend time with their family. And they're worried that they can get to the weekend so they can spend time with their family and their significant others and their loved ones or their friends or whatever it is. It ain't about the geopolitic bullshit. Family. You know what I mean? It's about family. It's about friends. And if you think, if you boil it all down to it, really that's what you want to do is you want to surround yourself with with people that can help you grow. Mm -hmm. And you hope you can help make them grow. There's (laughs) got to be that two way. I don't care personal, professional, the whole idea being that you know, again, let's take this journey together. Let's let's calm down. And let's take the journey together. Let's enjoy it, you know. And parts of the journey, I'm going to get to enjoy better than you, and parts <laughs> you're going to get to enjoy better than me, you know. we, Hopefully, we get a chance. We talk a little Philly sports right now, you know. You think about the teams we've got.
2: <laughs> let's do last
1: it. Night, okay, and the last night, <laughs> last night was a little tough, you know. I'll admit that. I thought to myself when it was five nothing, that's okay. We're going to have a comeback, just like we did the night before, but. Didn't happen, but you know why. You look at the teams and sports, and you know I know there's a lot of a lot of things said about uh, Philly uh, fans, and it's got a couple of stories on that too.
2: If you go back and research when Philadelphia started this journey as a wild card, they won in every series they played so far. They won the first game, lost the second, came back and wiped it out. So now they they won the first, they lost their second game yesterday. Now they're back in Philly and mm-hmm. i think the fans push them through
0: you think Because well, you know if you those look, fans, look at it.
2: man those philly fans man they, they they they're they are diehards okay what they, about uh, the eagle
0: fans eagle fans wow. are diehards okay. they threw snowballs yeah. at santa claus one year <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know and I, I think and you know you look at uh, on the nhl side you look at the flyers fans so i had um yeah, again uh my kids my kids were young right i took them to a preseason game cool you know again kids never seen a uh never seen a hockey game i like to take them to the different sporting games <laughs> you know i remember my son my youngest son i was taking him to his first uh phillies game and he looked at me he said this is the greatest day of my life <laughs> so how can you not love that you know and i it's funny because i asked him i was like "Nah, Dad, i don't remember that i'm like I remember like it happened 15 minutes ago, brother, mm-hmm. you know, but that's that, so we, um, I actually, uh, it's funny. We, uh, I had an office in Pittsburgh at the time mm. and, uh, I got an opportunity. I know, I know, but I got an opportunity to see the penguins and this is when Crosby oh, was actually, penguins. okay, I thought you were going to go yeah. Steelers. I
2: would say, okay, Penguins. no, be- no, no, it was a,
1: I went and saw, I went and saw the penguins okay. and, uh, got a chance to see Crosby. It was during his, what it was early years. It could have been his rookie. I don't remember. And uh, he was kind enough to uh, give me a couple of jerseys and he signed them. Right. Oh, and so, that's nice. Which was, yeah, it was very cool. Was very, very nice. We didn't have to do that. He took time We took pictures and so on and so forth. But um, so I brought home the jerseys to the boys. Now my boys, you know, again, the, they're fans of the game, but it's not like they're going to sit there and be able to, you know, call off the scorecard or the lineup or something like that. But they enjoy a good sporting event, like most of us do. Mm-hmm. And so, we, um, what was interesting, you know, we go to the, like I said, we go to the Flyers. And my youngest goes, hey, Dad, can I wear the Penguins jersey? I'm like, ah, you want to wear the Penguins jersey? Go ahead, wear the Penguins jersey, no big deal, right? So, um, he, uh, you know, wears the Penguins jersey. We're walking down. Again, signed by Sid Crosby. It's, you know, the kid do better. You know, I mean, I tell you, he's like six, seven. So we're walking down and there's some, you know, Mama Luke, as we like to say, (laughs) comes walking over. And he starts yelling at my son. Now, there are a couple of things about me that I tell everybody. Number one, you could badmouth me, you could say whatever you want about me. But don't ever talk about my family. Don't ever talk about my workers and don't ever talk about the company that I work for because we're going to have an issue. Exactly. And that's just the way I've always been. So I step in between them. I said, come on. I said, the kid's six. I said, are you out of your freaking mind? And he looked at me, oh, you're right, man. I'm sorry. Never mind. So while us Philly fans, we get wrapped up in it, we're still pretty smart and we understand. It's just that sometimes that frontal lobe gets a little bit gray. Sure, sure. So we just got to remind ourselves to lighten up that frontal lobe. I but uh, I digress. Sorry, guys.
2: That's all right. So you, the city of Philadelphia, now has a chance to do like the Tampa Bay Bucks did with winning a championship with football and hockey. You guys have a chance to do it with football and baseball. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: pretty amazing. Yeah. You know what? Uh, it, it, it. I love it because I love the energy and the vibe it gives to Philly. Because you're right. Because uh, the Philly fans are. Uh, they're definitely one of a kind, but and, and you see it anyway. You know, any town, any hometown is always, you know. I don't care if it's, you know, you call them bandwagon fans, whatever you want to call them. It's always fun to see people rally around something positive. Oh, There's yeah. nothing wrong with that.
0: And yeah. especially yeah. You know, right and, now, yeah, up in Pennsylvania, you guys need something positive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say Amen. it. <laughs>
1: Oh, isn't that the truth? You know, I I get I get asked questions a lot, and, and I have the same answer that I tell everybody. Look, Red is what we would call agnostic. Look, Red doesn't have an opinion. It's a company. Does Glenn have opinions? Absolutely, Glenn has opinions. A lot of times, my opinions are based on what's best for my business. Yes, you know, six dollar an hour diesel, six six dollar a gallon diesel, it's not good for my business. It's not good for any business. Yeah. No. Um, you know, uh, uh, over capacity on trucking lanes and things like that. Not good for my business. Mm-hmm. 20% increase on raw materials. Not good for my business. Yeah. You know, and these are things, you know, I, I, I luckily. So the team that I have uh, a couple of them, a lot of the leaders actually have been with me for probably almost a decade at this point. I've got a supply chain. She leads my supply chain. Her name is Sharon. She's amazing. You know, she came to me just to tell you honestly why Red is in business today. Because uh, as you know, well, I'll get to the story and I'll explain why I say that. So about, oh, it's got to be two and a half years ago, maybe, yeah, about two and a half years ago, Sharon came to me and said, hey, Glenn, uh, we got a situation. I said, well, what's that? She said, you know, I'm seeing, I'm seeing freight get crazy. I said, what are you talking about? She said, you know, because again, all of Red products are crafted in Europe. Everything we do is crafted in our facility in Europe. Uh, and so she said, you know, we got containers coming over. I'm having issues getting them here. I'm having issues with increased costs for future containers. I'm seeing something happening. I'm not sure what's happening, but something big is going to happen. And I'm talking to folks that I know, and we're all seeing the same thing. I said, so what do we do about it? She said, I want to double our inventory. Director, I said, Share. I said, you know, you want me to kill my cash flow. You can imagine taking, you know, the size of the company and doubling it. You know all of that cash being put into it. and remember we're chocolate so it's not like you can sit there for two years and we could sell it as needed right you know, we're not blankets right. you know what i mean so everything has a shelf life and i said are you sure i said that is going to put stress on our company like like no other and she said glenn i'm telling you we need to do it and so thank god i listened to her because really that's what saved red chocolate because while everybody else in the u.s was having all these problems I'm proud to say Red has not had a price increase, a late shipment, or even a cut purchase order. And everybody's seen those shelves and how ugly they looked. Yet, with all the growth that we've had, we're in 15,000 store doors now. And we actually launched the brand. So, and I'll, let me tell you that story. So, this is a good story. So, I, like I said, I sold the company. And uh, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. And I got a phone call from... Uh, the ownership group now red chalk has been around about 20 years in europe or you know and about now we're in about 26 countries but i have known red because i had seen red you know and it's it's really good guys look i know i run the company all bs aside red is really good because at this point in my career i don't need the next widget i don't need it anymore so i don't have to do what i do and so i try and i went like, you know what this is really good and you know again working with consumers for 27 years at the time, you know, you, you get to learn stuff. Even if you're a knucklehead like me, you still get to learn stuff. And so, you know, I, I, I kind of knew what the consumer was looking for. And so they had reached out and called me and said, Hey, look, we're thinking of coming into the U.S. Your name's popped up a few times from people that we're talking to. Would you mind meeting?" And uh, I said, sure. So I actually drove up to New York. We met in New York and um, the meeting was four hours long. I spent the first three and a half hours explaining to them how crazy they were to wanna to come in the US. I said, because if you come in the US, you've got this beautiful, gorgeous company that's doing great in Europe. I know everybody looks at the US as the, the next great bastion because of just uh, how the consumer is and how we are very accepting of new opportunities. And uh, I spent three and a half hours explaining to them, look, it'll bankrupt you, you don't wanna do it. And it's funny because who, who became you know my boss uh afterwards she looked at me she said are you done i said yeah i'm done i said i told you everything i need to tell you and she said so when do you want to start <laughs> and i looked at her i said you're either crazy or you know something i don't and either way this could be a lot of fun and so my quote-unquote retirement lasted about two months and then i came on and being employee number one here and uh, became a partner in the business and, uh, I took about five months to put the infrastructure together. So the, the finance team, the supply chain team put all that together and we were ready to launch. We launched in October it's three years, this month, uh, we launched in October, five months before a global pandemic. So, you know, people say, we you know, how do you prepare? But blah, blah, I say, you don't prepare, I call it punching through the mud. Because if you think about it, you know, you could build this amazing plan. And I'm talking about, again, personally, professionally, makes no difference. You could build this amazing plan and what, and it's built on what you know today. And so therefore what happens tomorrow, may change, you know, and so you've got to be able to be prepared for that. And I apologize guys. I didn't mean to go on here. No,
0: no, you're good. That's, that's what we love. (laughs) You're
2: good. That's what we need to know you know um and people need to know that you know you 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 pursued something you were given an opportunity and you you seized that opportunity you know um and that lady was smart to come to you to double the inventory
1: (laughs) yeah yeah and you know and it's it's like anything else, you know. I, I think as you as you as you go through life, man, as long as as long as you listen to what's happening around you, and that's everywhere, man. You know, that's professionally, that's personally. If you listen to what's around you and you you allow your instinct to take a look at it, then I think that you got an opportunity for success. Again, whatever success
2: means for you. Well, you're that's exact- all we're trying to do, right? You're exactly right, because when I sold cars, you know, I, I ended up the number one salesman in the state of Florida, number 29 in the country, and people asked me how I did that, and I told them, when the customer was in front of me, they told me how to sell them the car. I just had to listen to them talk, and they told me what I had to do. That was, That's that, right, that, was that easy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and and it's and it's the same way, really, in 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 everything, especially in business. You know, again, you know the old saying: the good Lord gave you two ears and one mouth, so make sure you listen twice as much as you
2: talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: look at look at
2: look at Rick there. I mean, you know, when Rick was getting kick started, you know, I I went over to him and I said, man, let's go ahead and get you started, man. So look at where he's at today. Yeah.
1: That's right. That's right. You're welcome, Ricky.
2: <laughs> my first didn't my first didn't drywall plan is, is i was uh i had a vacation coming up in the car business one year rick comes up to me and he goes he goes hey man what do you got planned for your vacation i go nothing really he goes he goes i need some help with some drywall <laughs> uh.
0: right that was that was when we were young <laughs> and able to do it now yeah. i can't i can't lift a sheet of drywall now I, happens, I don't think you know, i don't think glenn glenn knows my background i'm a, i'm a contractor glenn i i, I own a yeah no. i own a, a drywall company rough rider construction and and right. and we do we do new construction hang finish and spray we do house renovations uh you know, this devastation with the hurricane, we're taking care of a lot of people yeah. with flood damage, you know, right now, you know, we're, we're, we didn't need to travel to the areas there. There's enough around where we, uh, you know, our local really? area. Yeah. Where we live That's and good. where we operate That's our good. business. So, so again, you know, we've been blessed and I, you know, I've done it, <clears throat> excuse me, I've done it a few times, a couple of times and you learn from your mistakes And as long as you don't make them again, you you can do better. So, you know, this go around with it. You know, I I learned from the last one, don't grow too big unless you can handle it. I grew a little too big, a little too fast, and things got out of hand. So I had to reel it back in a little bit.
1: It's funny, Rick, you say that, and I tell people all the time. I know people with 30 years of experience and expertise. I also know people that have been in the business for 30 years and they've got one year of expertise because they continuously make the same Mm -hmm. mistakes and problems. They just don't seem to learn. Exactly. You know, you talk about construction. So I was actually, I've been in construction myself. So uh, I was uh, 17 years old and I was working for a, a, a general contractor wanted to go to college again, didn't want to take out a bunch of student loans, uh, went to a private Catholic college and, uh, wanted to be able to pay my way, you know, again, coming from blue collar family, first in my family to go to, to go to college. And, uh, I actually went to my boss and I said, Hey, uh, you know, I want, I got to go on my own. I, you know, I love working with you, but, uh, I got to make more money, man. I got to pay for my school. And so he's like, so what's your plan? You know, and I told him and I said, look, I'm just going to throw some flyers out there and whatever small jobs I can get, whether it's, you know, we're doing a bathroom, whatever it is I'm going to do. And he was he's a sweet man. You know, no kids. He said, look, Glenn, you're like one of my sons. You've been with me for four years because I started, you know, moving, you know, cement blocks for him just to make a few bucks first time I met him it was he uh, he was he also had a paving group that he had I met him at a Burger King I was sitting there having a sandwich and he came up to me he said you want to make 10 bucks and I looked at him I said what he said you want to make $10 I was like again being young I said yeah how do I make $10 he said here's a broom go sweep those lines my guy's got to paint them I went all right so he gave me a broom and 10 bucks, and I swept the lines in the Burger King parking lot. I guess I did a good job, because he came back and he said, you want to do more? I said, yeah. He said, give me, your mom, give me your dad's name and number. Gave him, you know, my dad's name, gave him the home number. He called my dad, told him who he was. My dad's like, yeah, let him work. And so that's how I began my career. But uh, the reason I bring it up, so uh, my uh, brother has uh, you know uh, been a restaurant owner for many years been in the uh, restaurant business I remember he gave me the keys to a, a place that uh, it was an old Chinese restaurant he's here I just signed a lease on it you know blah 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 go take a look you know see what we got to do I said okay so went up there and they had one of those big tiki huts that were hanging off of the ceiling and it was you know by wire so my one of my guys with me I said hey do me fair. favor, run out to the car, you know. run out to the truck and grab a grab a ladder and grab a pair of pliers, you know, wire cutters. And so he does. Like he comes back in. I cut the first wire. Nothing. Just you know, there's a little bounce on it. I cut the second wire. This thing, whoo! Right, and it comes down and it hits a bunch of tables and we're laughing. I cut the third wire. Boom! And it breaks a few more tables because we're gonna. It's all gonna be. We're we're going down to the studs. So right. I knew we had to throw everything away. And then I cut the fourth one and it hits the ground and there's dirt and it's crashing and banging. Really, demo, that's the fun about demo is making as much noise as you possibly can. And as I'm doing it and we're laughing and joking, the realtor walks in. What are you doing? I said, What do you mean? What am I doing? And George gave me the keys, blah, blah, blah. He hasn't signed the paperwork. He doesn't own this place. You want to talk about a bead of sweat coming down <laughs> my forehead? Because now I've just destroyed something that I thought my brother owned. So I call him. Hey, I tell him, he's like, I got the paperwork. Don't worry. You tell him to come see me. And luckily he was (laughs) right. He had the paperwork and everything was done. But yeah, we've got we had uh, we had uh, got some interesting stories.
3: Yeah, I'm
1: in in there. I'm in there doing
0: demo. The realtor comes in. My brother goes, hey, I got the lease. You tell him to come and see me. (laughs) Now you from a
2: big family, too?
1: No, I'm not. Actually, I've got uh, I've got one brother, one sister. I'm the youngest. Okay. And oh. So there's actually uh, there's a uh, uh, about a ten year difference between me and my sister, and then my brother's right in the middle. Oh, so still close. So I'm I'm fifty seven. Why
0: years old, you ask those questions?
1: My favorite colors are red. I'm a tourist. What else do you need to know? Dave? I didn't <laughs> yeah. know this was a dating. Do you like taking long
0: walks on like, the beach?
1: What do you? <laughs> I was gonna say I like long walks on the beach. But <laughs>
2: you know, I kind of become... like your guy. What are you trying to say? We're fiction. Become good friends here.
0: <laughs> we, you, yeah, we, we, you like him, Vinny. You sweet on the yeah. guy? I like, I like the guy. guy I, said, like he's I guy said he's married. I said he's married. I not swing that way. <laughs>
1: oh my
0: uh, goodness, Rick! Ricky,
3: oh, Ricky,
1: too Ricky. funny, too funny, it, Ricky. It, Ricky yeah, guys, Ricky. So, so as we were saying. so you know what we would. Uh, I, I, I guess the best way. You know, just to sum up what you're talking about, you know, it's interesting because I can see the relationship that you guys have. You Mm -hmm. you can tell you're close. You can tell you have a lot of fun. And ultimately, I mean, isn't that what you want to do? You just want to have a few smiles, a few laughs. Yeah,
0: absolutely. You know, sometimes,
1: and and especially in today, especially in today, I think people need a few more laughs in their lives. They got to calm down a little bit. I think Uh, so, too. have to calm down. You know, I tell people, you know, it's it's funny. I, I say that. Now, let me tell you a quick story. So, we happen to be the number one chocolate sold on the Home Shopping Network, okay? We've been the number one chocolate there for two years now. And uh, it was interesting. So, uh, met with the team and uh, when we first started. And so, we uh, it was, again, during the pandemic. And so, they were doing what's called remote. And so, uh, you know, you do it off studio. Because usually, you can go to the studio right in Tampa, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, you could, uh, you know, do what you need to do. So they said, no, we're going to do remote. You know, that's how we're doing it now. Nobody's allowed in the studio. Okay, no problem. So we get in touch with a, a studio team here. We, we rent the studio. I, camera guys, everything, right? We got everything set up because I want it to be professional. I don't want to be, you know, I'm, I'm proud of my brand. Like I tell people all the time, you know, I walk into a store and I see, I see red right on the shelf. It's like seeing one of my kids graduate. It's just <laughs> a proud moment for me. You know what I mean? It's something that my team really worked hard on. To get it to that point. and it's exciting and so we get there now we have we have to be there at 6 a.m lighting everything we do an 8 a.m test because it's the first time we're doing it with them but we don't go live till 5 p.m oh it's a long day wow. right yeah. yeah it's a long day no doubt. and so we um we get there at 6 a.m crew is there they come in you know, we're setting up. You know, the 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 place crew is getting lighting done. I'm standing there, blah blah blah. Now, when you're on TV, you've got an earpiece and you've got usually three people talking to you. So now I'm used to a lot of voices in my head, but this time I actually have to listen to them, so it's a little tougher. <laughs> and um, so you've got the camera, folks. You know that are that are that you that you have in front of you. You've got the host, of course, because you're having the conversation, and then you've got the control room back in you know back at the facility and they they all tell you different things at different times and you're trying to have a conversation like a normal human being so 8 a.m comes we're ready to do the test you know lighting's been done we've been working on it now for two hours and so they uh the control and calls and uh you know we uh we hook in and uh they say okay glenn do a test and this is glenn gardone i'm doing a test you know to make sure that you can hear my microphone glenn sounds great perfect tell the guys to turn the camera on guys turn the camera on because they can't hear Guys, turn the camera on, camera's on. And I'm up, camera's on. We don't see you, Glenn. They don't see me, guys. They don't see you. No, they don't see me. No, we don't see you. This is how the conversation's going back and forth. And so they said, okay, well, hold on. Tweak on something, how about now? Okay, how about now? Do you see me now? No, we don't still see you. Well, can you hear me? Oh, we can hear you, fine, but we can't see you. Now the guys, I'm looking, I'm like, okay, guys, I have professionals here, let's figure this out. Because the control is saying, Glenn, we gotta get this right, otherwise we gotta cancel. And I'm like, you know, this is a great opportunity for Red. And, you know, we're not sure what's going to happen here. And, you know, we want to do it. So guys are fumbling around, the camera guys, they can't figure out. They said, okay, look, give us 120 seconds. We're going to pull pull, pull everything down and then we're going to boot it back up. So I said, okay, control them. I hang up with them. They do what they need to do. The camera guys they bring the system back up, control them, calls and says, uh, all right, Glenn, let's do a test. I do my test. This is Glenn, blah, blah, blah. Okay, we hear you great. Tell the guys to turn the camera on. Guys, turn the camera on. Cameras are on. And all I said was, oh, fuck. All right? I said, they say the camera's on. Glenn, we don't see you. I'm like, oh, guys, come on now, now, now. I got two beads of sweat dripping down my forehead, and the head of marketing, she's going into a bit of a panic because she's like, well, "What's going on here?" Because you know, it's her name, and we're all extremely passionate about what we do at Red. We really are. I have surrounded myself with some amazing people, as I've said hundred times, and you know, and I tell people all the time, you know, I can teach you a computer, I can teach you, you know, how to sell, I can teach you finance, I can't teach passion. It's something you either got or you don't got. And so that's, you know, I, I I like to surround myself with passionate people. So anyway, marketing person calls the head of, the, uh, of the, um, the place that we've rented and says, hey, we're having a problem here. Oh, nobody called you? What do you mean nobody called me? Yeah, we lost internet service yesterday. It's supposed to come back on today. Ah. They said, what do you mean it's supposed to come back on? Yeah, we don't have internet. There's no, you know, the, the system's not working. And so i look at everybody and i went and she comes out and she's in the past glenn i'm so sorry i'm like look not your fault yeah i can't blame you i said but i'm gonna make an executive decision and they're like what are we doing and i got and i still have the control room on the phone i said guys you give us one hour and we're gonna be ready and they went okay you know what well we'll talk now at this point it's about eight forty-five. and they said glenn take three we're gonna call you back at noon okay great i looked at everybody I said okay everybody pack it up We're going to my house and they went really, I'm like, got to do something. We can't stay here. I can't sit and hope that the Wi-Fi is going to come back on that. Internet's going to come back on. So I called my wife, God, God bless her. I said, Hey, I got good news and bad news. She said, what's that? I said, well, the good news is I'm coming home early. She said, Oh, excellent. (laughs) She said, she said, well, what's the bad news? I said, the bad news is I'm bringing everybody and we're filming in the kitchen, get it prepped. And so she had to go through our entire kitchen and anything with a logo had to either be covered up or taken out. So we come in and she is running around like an absolute maniac. She did a beautiful job. We set up the camera crew. We did our test and we set a record the first night we went live, which was awesome. We were actually the top selling item for that time slot. And from there on, you know, it's been an amazing partnership and I love the HSN team. They are just They're an awesome group. They get it. You know, it's, you you love doing things for them because they appreciate it and really think about it. What do we want, right? We want a little of appreciation. So it's been a, it's been a, it was, it's been a great, great partnership. And uh, that's how we began at HSN with Glenn almost having a heart attack. So like I said, calm down. So easy. That's
0: right. That's right. Don't sweat the (laughs) small stuff.
2: Amen. Amen. Cool. Cool. So you had you had a pretty eventful life then. Now let me ask you you get to go to Europe to the home office. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm over there quite often. I I travel uh, I we just launched in the UK and so I actually handle the UK also. So uh, I get to go out to the UK about every six, seven weeks and I am uh, with uh, with the group, and our facility is actually in Latvia. That's where all of our product is produced. It's one of our facilities. It's the facility that handles all of the US and UK products. So we cool. keep it all in one. So uh, yeah, we I get to go out and see them ah, probably, let's say every 10 weeks or so roughly. So I get a chance to go out there. They're an awesome group out there. They're phenomenal. They're a phenomenal team. Not yet, you know, I, uh, do you ever take your wife on
2: any of those trips?
1: I do. I okay, do. Actually, cool. she does get to, you know, it's cool. funny you, you mentioned that. So we um, I was in Germany and this was in February before the pandemic hit. And uh, I was in Germany and I was actually at a show and there were these signs. And again, guys, I've been to trade shows forever. Right. And this is a really big uh, candy trade show, one of the biggest in the world. It's massive and i saw signs you know and they're from uh, people from uh, you know asian countries i'm taiwanese not chinese i'm japanese not chinese there were all these signs i'm like why? i've never seen this why do people care if you're from china or not right didn't even get it right so my wife and i afterwards we actually we i was there for four days and afterwards we decided you know what let's <coughs> spend a couple of days and go check out you know the netherlands let's see what it's like let's go see some windmills let's you know what the hell? We 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 didn't get to travel much early on in our um in our marriage because we had kids quickly and mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I was trying to grow business. I mean I was trying to be successful. I wanted to make sure my family, every time they came home and flipped the switch, a light actually came ah, on. Yeah. That was my goal. <laughs> and so uh we were out there and uh you know you'd hear these little rumbles on the news about a flu, and I was talking to my wife, and she's like, Yeah, supposedly there's this flu going around like there's a flu going around all the time, who cares? What's the difference is a flu? Do you it's called COVID? And she's done like, I, I gotta watch the news. I haven't heard anything about this. So <laughs> we run around, we're going around, no big deal. Everybody's having fun. As we're coming home, the world starts shutting down. Wow. And I'm saying to myself, am I gonna get back to America? Right? Because <laughs> right? the last thing you want is all of a sudden they shut down the borders. If you remember, they weren't letting anybody fly anywhere. Yeah. We fly in, I'm going to tell you, it was like a Thursday, we'll say. We fly in on Thursday, we're fine, you know, perfect flight, everything's good. We're in uh, one of these club stores and we're turning on, we're talking and you can feel a little bit of excitement in the air, you know, and it's like, this is weird, you're a different kind of vibe. And my wife said, yeah, I heard that people are going crazy shopping and we're still, you know, going down the aisle in our shopping cart. I turn the corner on the paper goods aisle where they have like paper towels mm-hmm. and toilet paper. It is fucking pandemonium. There are people jumping over pallets. And I looked at my wife. I said, does this flu give you the shits? What the hell is going on yeah. here? And were, she was like, I don't know. She, I was like, well, we might as well pick up some toilet paper. I don't know if we need it. But hell, I guess everybody else is. So grab my toilet paper and, you know, five days later, the world shuts down.
0: Yeah. That's that's nuts. So me and yeah. that boy there, we talked every
2: day about that thing when it started. Yeah, because I have I have every uh, underlying health condition there. So my my doctor wrote my company a note and says he is not working. So um, you know, I told my boss, I said, you know, I can plug in, the, you know, computer at the house. I can sell cars from the house. So that's what I did. I right. sat in my, my garage, dialed in, called my customers, sold cars, and then I had the dealership take it to their house, you know, a home delivery. Because people go, well, I don't want to go get the car with COVID. I said, well, we'll come to your house. We'll slide the paperwork across the hood. You sign it, slide it back. We'll take your training. So. Ah,
1: there, where there's a way, there's a will, brother. Uh, where there's a way, there's a will. Yep. But, but, uh, sure, that's true. Sure you know
2: you know, so, uh, you know, that pandemic and, and um, oh, yes. so then they built a special room at the uh, dealership for me to work out of, you know, so I carried yes. myself in every day, but the employees left and right, just getting it, one guy died, you know, oh. so, you know, I said, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I just, you know, because you know we were one of the biggest dealerships. We had three, three hundred people a day walking through that place. I said, "Yeah, man, I can't, I can't do it, can't do it." So then I went to work uh, for uh, Rough Rider there. So I drove from uh, Tampa to Eustis, you know, spent spent a week out there and uh, helped him do uh, his remodels.
1: Yeah. Now, you know, we, uh we went through some extreme protocols ourselves, because I told everybody, you know, it, it, it was interesting uh, to give you some insight. So it hit. And of course, I told everybody in the offices, look, let's just let's just all relax, take a step back. Let's figure this out. Everybody stay home. Now, my supply chain person, I was telling you about Sean, mm-hmm. she called, she said, Glenn, I still got to run a business. I'm going into the office and I talked to my team, and they said, "Look, we got to do it. We got to. If if Brett's going to be around, we got to share product, and we got to we got to bring product in from Europe." So they went in. I said, "Look, guys, let's make sure." And we did the right protocols and made sure everybody was safe and secure, and made sure. But what was even more interesting was even early on with my team. You know, I I got a call from my my head of marketing. She's like, "Look." Do you mind if I come in? I'm like, you don't have to, don't worry about it. You know, you got it. She's like, no, going honestly, I want to come in. She said, because I, I, I miss the, I miss being able to have a conversation with people and being able to get these ideas and having that open communication. And slowly, but surely, and I say slowly, it really wasn't slowly. It was over the next probably eight weeks. Everybody said, look, we'll do the right thing. We'll keep our distances but we still want to talk to each other. We still want to see each other because we're family. Yeah, You know, we had, um, you know, I, I've had people, you know, spend the night at my home because, you know, they had, uh, you know, bad weather, you know, sure. and it's just, you know, uh, you know, we, have, I have parties, I have get togethers and everybody comes over and it's one of those things where, you, you know, how you can tell if you've got a great organization or that you're part of something bigger than yourself, go to dinner. If your dinner lasts 30 minutes. And all of a sudden you guys take off. You don't have cohesive. I guess that's my Italian upbringing. When I go to dinner and it's two to three hours long, that means everybody around that table enjoys each other's company. And if you can enjoy each other's company on a professional and personal level, man, you got something special. You got something special.
0: Yep. All right. That's a good note to leave on. Amen. Amen.
1: So Rick, Vinny again thank you for your time absolutely i really appreciate thank time. you man
0: it was I, awesome, it was
1: awesome. I, I i enjoyed our conversations
0: i think i'm going to come up to philly and have a cheesesteak with you one time
1: well if, make, you if you
2: do if you do over and one that's you what he's it. doing when he goes to cleveland he's got to overnight yeah. Some pies
0: i'm gonna i'm going I love yeah, it. I'm going on a I, I RV, so I'm going on a, a trip coming up in a couple of weeks up up to Ohio and hang out with some family in Cleveland and stuff. There's an old pizza joint nice. we used to love, Biagio. So I'm gonna gonna overnight some pies out.
1: Nice, <laughs> perfect. See, that's beautiful. Yeah, you come out to Philly, definitely. We'll show you some beautiful food, and I'll make you a nice dinner. <laughs> I make a nice Italian dinner. You
0: got it. I'm gonna take you up on it. You watch it. <laughs>
1: Absolutely, Be feel careful. free. Feel free.
0: <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah. Great show. Great show. Glenn, I'll I'll text you when it gets uploaded, buddy. Sounds great, cool.
1: guys. And thank you. And I oh, appreciate it. All right, man. appreciate it. Thank you. And it, you know, if I if you don't mind me saying one last thing, if go anybody forward. wants to go on red hyphen chocolate.com. You can learn about the story of red. You can find out where we're sold or pick us right up on e-commerce. I don't want to turn this into an infomercial, but uh, hopefully we can uh, make more and more red fans out there and uh, get somebody to uh, get a bunch of people out there to, to do a little bit more smarter indulgence. There you go. So red is all about pleasure. No guilt.
0: Ricky, give them the plug. Awesome.
2: You got, you got diabetes and you had some sugar-free candy. And you like That's them. right. Give, give and yeah,
0: it 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 didn't spike my sugar. There
2: and you go. liked it, it. There you
0: go. And, and it's awesome. It's fantastic. I liked it. Hell there yeah! I, I loved it. I didn't like there it. You go. I loved it.
2: And guess, and guess what? When mine comes in and I eat it, in our next show, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to plug it.
0: Put it up on your YouTube <laughs> channel.
2: Yeah, I'll do that too. There you go. Do that too. I love it. Hey, one thing before you call it, Ricky. What? Buckeyes. Iowa State guys
0: Well, I didn't want to say it. they beat a Penn State. <laughs> they beat a Pennsylvania <laughs> team. I didn't didn't want to talk. Didn't want to toss it up in Clint Glenn, in Clint's face, man. Come on. Yeah, but
2: <laughs> Penn State played them tough, man. I they did. You, yeah. I told you the night before, man. I said uh, you better yeah. watch it, man. Four for, for touchdowns
0: said. in six minutes in the fourth quarter. Come on.
2: <laughs> yeah, but we take win cool. in the first half.
0: Nah, they didn't do anything. And then, so, and
2: then the other one I wanted to mention was the University of Central Florida beating the Cincinnati Bearcats.
0: Uh, it's the first time they ever lost to a non-ranked team, man.
2: Seriously, right? Yeah. Cincinnati's a bad well, team. I'll tell
1: you what's interesting. So my my youngest actually went to a school at the University of Alabama. Oh. I'll tell you what. <laughs> So, and I'll tell you, you go to an Alabama football uh-huh. game. It's it's like watching an NFL team. Yeah. I'll tell you what. And then what's interesting, my, my other son actually goes to school out in uh, Utah, University of Utah. Uh-huh. And so, uh, it's, yeah, I went and saw quite a few youths game. And I actually was there last year with my son, uh, youths versus Oregon. And it was a great game. Fans were awesome. And just, you know, when you get a crowd of, uh, you know, 60,000, just all in unison chant. There's there's nothing more fun. Nothing more. That's ah. probably one of the biggest reasons I go. I played sports growing up, but you know, never at the, you know the elite level. I was you know, I, I played football and baseball. Here's a quick story for you. So I played football and baseball. I was a, uh, I was tenth grade, and I um, was a pretty good baseball player, decent football player, running back. And uh, we were playing against, and I still remember talking about. It. I still remember the kid's name. Uh, who hit me, and I uh, was running through the middle. It was on a play. We were playing another school. Run up the middle, wide open. I'm running as hard and as fast as I can, feeling like I'm running downhill. This kid comes up out of nowhere and hits me so hard. He knocks me back five feet, and my helmet is sideways. (laughs) I remember trying to – I ran back to the huddle, and the quarterback, who was a friend of mine, of course, looks at me, and this is exactly what it sounded like are you okay and i looked at it oh no and i remember trying to run off the field and it was like trying to run sideways it was like i'd spun around 16 times and i sat there and i went you know what i think i'm gonna stick with baseball because if anybody comes near me i can at least swing a bat at them <laughs> so i stuck with baseball and my my football career was short-lived man Oh, <laughs> did he hit me hard sorry i didn't mean to interrupt
3: no no that's good <laughs>